We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to up-level that sexy life of yours with expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. This is a fiery episode with Destin Garrick back to hand out some juicy shares on men's sexual mastery. We talk about how to access the primal sexual energy as a man, what might be getting in the way of you being able to harness it, and techniques for sex that will amplify your orgasmic potential. We even give the partners of men tips on how to invite the conversation towards more sensual, slow, and present type of sex. This episode is packed with sexy goodness that I can't wait for you to digest. Mm. But before we get to Dustin and men's sex, (laughs) my women and femme, if you find yourself struggling getting out of your busy head while making love, have a hard time answering the question, what do you want in sex? Or maybe you've just lost the desire for sex altogether. Then I know where you're at and I can help you climb out of that hole. I am relaunching my Erotically Undone course for women and femme starting April 19th. Six weeks will leave you dripping in sex and erotic pleasure. Erotically Undone is a comprehensive, trauma-informed six-week container intended to lead you further into lovership with your body and your sexuality. We will explore principles of psychology, erotic embodiment, sex, seduction, power play, and pleasure to help you unlock that wild, vibrant woman or femme inside of you. It would be an absolute honor to guide you through this erotic initiation. So if you're curious, check out the link in the show notes and shoot me a DM at Sex Love Yoga with any burning questions. I want to thank you all for listening, for sharing, and for sharing with your lover. (laughs) Because I get so giddy when I get these DMs about all these breakthroughs that you're happening or what, what you're learning. And it really means a lot when you leave me reviews on iTunes. For non-podcasters, it supports your hosts. And I want to keep doing this until they censor me and shut me up (laughs) for spreading the good word of sex. And if you haven't already, head over to sexloveyoga.com to grab my free guides on sensuality and learn more about how I can help you discover more sexual liberation. Now to our awesome guest that I'm really excited to have on the show, Dustin Garrett, who is a certified sexologist and founder of Evolved Masculine. He runs men's sexual mastery groups and I'm so excited to have you back on here on the show again. Yeah, it's been quite a while, but I really enjoyed the first time as well as uh, remembering when we first met in person. Remember that when we used to meet people in person. Thankfully, it's starting <laughs> to happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it, it was like an energetic. I remember, and I think I said this actually. Okay, so you were in episode number 69, which is super appropriate. I think. I'm honored. I feel like, although truthfully, I think I could put 69 on any of my episodes and it would be appropriate. I'd be like, that's appropriate. You know? <laughs> But you just lucked out. Look at you. Yeah, the first time that we met. And I, I'm 
I remember specifically uh, my friend Josephina Bashout, who's been on the show several times as well. I love Josephina. Um, yeah, me too. Oh my god, such a sexy little <laughs> like drool every yes, time. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you two uh, were doing some energy exchange near me, and I was mm. like, "I feel you too." Because <laughs> it was just, it was really hot. I will say that, but that was my mm. first impression of you. I was like, "Oh man, this dude's this dude's cool." <laughs> That is a good way to meet me. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that's how we, how we connected. On it. It's just obvious from, from you that, uh, yeah, that we have a shared resonance. I felt, felt both like your bubbly nature as well as like, Oh no, you're, you're really doing this. You know, you're, you're on path. <laughs> this is your thing. That's clear. Mm. There aren't that many of us in the world. So well, I notice. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I'm noticed by Dustin. Yes. Dustin Garrick <laughs> notices me. Woo, I'm fangirling over here. <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to have you on here. I love the topic of men's sexual mastery. And I think I get so many men because a lot of my audience, I do a blend of men, women, non-binary, um, but primarily around women. And so I get a lot of men who are like, when are you going to start making programs for, for men? When are you going to help us out? We need help too. And I'm, and I'm like, all right, you can take all my free content or you can go to Dustin's <laughs> program. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. I can um, try to uh, nudge some more women in your way as well. Cause I'm, I'm the exact uh, opposite in that front. Like I, I, I try to increasingly speak to, um, you know, the entire range of my audience, but I, I create my programs and main offerings for uh, men and male identified folks. Yeah. And so. it's so important to have, you know, the, the, uh, those niches as well, because there's, mm-hmm. you, while there's cultural traumas around sex and, and uh, shame around sex in general, there's also very unique woundings that, that uh, we can have as um, genders or non-gender identifying persons. I was actually talking to a friend the other day, and, and I'd love to hear your take on this. Um, he was, it, we were at a, at a small gathering and it was uh, a very sex positive group. And us women were just like, oh, you know, in all of our uh, very skimpy clothes and, and just like, you know, like flirting and fl- flitting around and, and making out with each other. And he was like, as one does, as one does, you know, like, isn't that like a normal party? <laughs> But anyway, he was saying that uh, how uh, for women to be in their sexuality and their expression, that it's a lot more um, openly in public, that it's a lot more accepted and it's okay uh, in society versus for men. He feels like he has to be a lot more careful and a lot more um, uh, yeah, uh, just aware of how he expresses his sexuality in public or how he is in his sexual energy in public space. and. While I don't fully agree with him, because I think for women too, that it can bring up a lot of, you know, not feeling safe or not being accepted or judgment of other women or, or uh, men even. Uh, but I do want to hold space for his experience being a man and having that experience of um, having to be so con- so careful around it. So uh, what? how would you comment on that? Yeah. Yeah, plenty to say. Oh my God, bring <laughs> uh, it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I understand where both your uh, both of you are coming from in this regards, but um, you know, historically speaking, the opposite was true. That uh, women had to be very careful 
and their uh, expression of their sexuality and their sensuality. I don't want to just put that in the past tense because there's a lot of truth to that still currently. And the, mm-hmm. the biggest, the biggest difference here is that the, the biggest concerns that women have to face around that are, are not only the uh, various degrees of social judgments, but actual concern for their physical safety. Mm. And mm-hmm. that is something that by and large, we as men don't typically face in regards mm-hmm. to being in our sexuality in that way. It's, it's not completely off the table. You know, sure. other men can end up feeling threatened. Uh, notice in both cases, it's the fear concern of other men. That's, that's the other issue here. But the uh, more men today have the uh, fear and concern of being perceived as a predator, a, mm-hmm. a creep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hear that one a lot. And, uh, and so a lot of men have increasingly just kind of shut, like toned down their sexual expression, especially in the wake of the me too movement, like yeah. being like, okay, I, I don't want to be one of those guys. Yeah. Whether the fear of actually being that guy or simply just being perceived as one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, and, but something is being lost. Yes. And I think that that that's what this man is speaking to. And I like to believe, and I think so much of my whole life path has been about, okay, so what is this third way? If mm-hmm. one of these manners is this, um, you know, your dick is leading the show, you know, your, your sexual, your sexuality, your sexual energy is in charge. It's just running rampant and uh, doing whatever it does and impacting whoever it's going to impact. Um, or the we've, uh, or the other side of it being my sexual, your sexual energy is something that you have to like stifle it down. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Yeah. So this, this third way really is, so what is it for us as men to be really integrated in, uh, with our sexuality, mind, body, spirit, holistic approach, like I know you're into, mm-hmm. um, so, so that we can be with our sexual energy. And I think this is a core part of it where we can be and hold our sexual energy, not needing to do anything with it. Yeah. Not needing to shut it down, simply allow it to like be. So that part alone, I I found really does have an impact on how you are perceived as a man quite Mm -hmm. often, um, quite often as uh, men's sexual energy is expressed through a, a lot of, uh, this, you know, it's, uh, there, mm-hmm. there's a, it, it, like directed after something. Yeah. It's yeah. After something. And, and too often, uh, I'll just personalize it for a moment. It's like my, uh, my desire yeah, making your responsibility. And mm, that's wait, what we, that my desire is your responsibility. Uh, 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 yeah. Well, I think uh, for a, a lot of the ways in which um, men have historically held their sexual energy has yeah. been like his desire is ends up yeah. being made your responsibility. That's why you're cock tease. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That's why. Yeah, it's my fault. You know, that's why. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> One way or the other, it's your fault. And, and uh, you know, this aspect of just being being able to be and hold your sexual energy. This is like this yeah. is mine. My yeah, yeah. sexual energy, my desire, my turn on, my yeah. cock, my erection, my whatever. It's mine. Yeah. It's my responsibility. It's mine to enjoy. Uh-huh. And um, 
like this notion of being turned on. I love this phrase because, uh, you know, it's like uh, an electrical switch. Uh, You turn it on and there's a sudden surge of electricity through it. The lights turn on in the same way when, when, you know, getting onto this podcast with you and, uh, or, or, or watching you on here or listening to, to that voice of yours to feel this turn on in the body, just figure I'd personalize it, uh, <laughs> feel, feel, feel this turn on in the body, this sudden like increase of energy moving through this body, this increase of feeling like lit up, suddenly you feel more alive. Uh-huh. Now, I, I think that again, historically, this sense of like, like you did it. Like she turned me on like this. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and if you're not reciprocating my desire, if you're not responding to like, okay, so, you know, now that I feel this turn on, I have to do something with it. I have, yes. to, you know, try to get your number. I have to try to kiss you. I have to try to fuck you tonight. Um, I, I, I have to do, or. Goal oriented. Okay. Yeah. Or that's not okay. It's not okay for me to feel this. Let me clamp that shit down. Yes. And so again, this is a show that can, can we instead learn to uh, just enjoy it? Like, ooh, like I, I feel all this mm, yes. <laughs> right now. It's, it's like, thank you. You know, it, like I don't ever have to see you again. I don't even need to know your name. We can have yeah. whatever degree or even as much of a degree as an interaction, whatever. I could just have a sense of like gratitude yeah. for, for you helping activate this inside of me. It's still mine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's a different frame, you know? And so important too, because what you're doing is detangling each other from the, the source of the, of the turn on too, which I oftentimes teach my clients, like, you know, they have this attraction towards somebody and then they get fixated on this person is the source of my turn on or the source of my attraction. And I'm like, no, not necessarily like attraction is this um, activation in your body. And this person might've been the muse of that. They might've been the catalyst of that, but you are the source of that. And once you are able to tap into what that feels like, then you can invoke that more readily versus just having to use that one person for it. Similarly, Mm -hmm. I think this also, I love that you said like putting the responsibility back on yourself instead of this other person, because how often, um, us as women, you know, this cultural wounding around, we are, our bodies are for the entertainment of men or for the pleasure of other people to enjoy versus ourselves. This is my sexuality, my body, my pleasure that I can just be in. There's no goal or product oriented direction to put this energy at, except just to enjoy Enjoy the experience of it. So, so I love that. And this is, you know, a, a shift that has been occurring within women, especially in the Western world, um, you know, for at least a couple generations moving in that direction, more and more women like having that type of orientation. Um, and I think that, that there's an opportunity for us as, as men to have our version of that, like the, yes. the pre, the, the previous, compliment to women's version of it was like where it was our sexuality is all about well it's all about her at the mm-hmm. end of the day you know what yeah. i mean it, it's uh uh giving doing or taking yeah <laughs> but it, it's it all exists here but yeah. where where is a place where where first and foremost 
that erotic energy that's like that is more emanating from you instead Mm -hmm. of just something that you're trying to grasp from outside of you. Yes. So, so these things that I speak of, um, I learned them experientially and then my mind is one to pick everything apart and try to understand what's going on. And now I can communicate them, but I, 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 uh, 15 years ago, cause I keep getting older. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, when I, I, I was in that same kind of inquiry, kind of like that, that guy at that party was with you of like, I, where are my role models of like healthy masculine sexual expression? Mm. Like what, what, what does it actually look like to be expressed with my sexuality yeah. like in an empowered way, but to, that's actually healthy and like, you know, reverence, not even respectful, but like reverent of women. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, but not holding back and, and like, yeah. you know, full and expressed. And I, I, I was in sexuality and sex education, Tantra, et cetera, world. So I knew many women who were finding their way of doing just that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but what, what does that really look like for a man? And I kept having a hard time finding the models I was looking for. Cause when I, um, I just kept, every time I found a man who I felt like, Oh, maybe I would end up seeing his shadow side, the kind yeah. of toxic element, the misogynistic element, the control or misuse of power, or all these things that just like felt off. So I ended up creating this archetype <laughs> that this character of my imagination of the time that I dubbed the erotic rock star. I was living in San Francisco Bay Area at the time, Burning Man, seeped in Burning Man culture, this idea of like creating a character, costuming up, whatever was kind of part of the culture. So it was my larger than life, just, I don't know, performance artist, but really just shift in identity. And it was a tool for me to explore this question, to explore what does it mean to me to be a man in the 21st century who is, you know, in active exploration of my sexuality, unashamed, mm. fully expressed, but connected to my heart mm-hmm. and really caring about women, not just looking at the fuck them. <laughs> mm. Mm. I love that. And that it, so I also play with archetypes too. I love the I idea of archetypes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got so many wigs, first of all, and so many different characters, but my um, the one that I've been playing with in 2021 um, which was last year was ruffle rock star. So I'm sure my ruffle rock star would, would just have so much fun with you. It's <laughs> your rock star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been starting to give him a little bit more room to play again. after like an eight, eight year hiatus. Woo! <laughs> yeah. All right. So for guys who are thinking, okay, this archetype, this architect piece, mm. this character piece, um, where many want to access this type of primal energy in the bedroom, especially. Mm -hmm. And how do they, um, and I know that there's still that cultural wounding around, I don't want to be dangerous Mm -hmm. and my sexual energy is aggressive. Um, This is going to hurt her. This is going to turn her off. Um, How can Mm -hmm. a guy or what might, I guess first, how could a guy access that primal energy or that sexual energy? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you were saying, so it's not that person how do you bring this up in yourself? But then how do you introduce that into the bedroom too? Okay. First of all, great question. You know, there's some, uh, um, 
and a presuppositions you included in it mm-hmm. that that that's there so that the primal energy aspect is mm-hmm. is his uh challenge point um i will say that 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 primal energy in, in my opinion that is the most natural thing in the world the difficulty connecting to it is the cultural wounding so first of all keep keep in mind remember that that this is in many ways is less a learning and more an unlearning mm. that that it it is part of you. And so it, there's a certain permission um, that you may need to give yourself to be in that exploration. And as um, as you were just stating, Kat, that if you are challenged with connecting to it, the fear is likely uh, seeking safety. On one hand, it's, are you safe for this lover or partner? But there is actually an underlying element to that as well, it's like a, a, you're you're protecting yourself and your own need for sense of safety because your fear mm. of um, of harming another or being or being perceived or whatever c- comes back to the the safety that you need to create for yourself. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, I the advice that I really want to give here may be a little bit counterintuitive, uh, especially as. As men, it kind of goes against so much of what we're often trained of as men. But I found that the answer was in cultivating greater sensitivity. Mm. Uh, Again, as men, uh, sensitivity is kind of the anathema of our notion of what it means to be a man. But I found that the more tuned in to subtlety and sensitivity that I developed within myself, the more I could trust myself with intensity. Mm. Do you mean emotional sensation or physical uh, energy? What do you mean? Sensitivity? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I speak a lot about a sexual attunement, which you know, just attunement in general. So this tuning into your senses, tuning into your body, tuning into greater and greater levels of subtlety. Mm-hmm. And I believe that starts here in your own body. Your body is your own instrument, which makes, yeah. is why it's the core of the sexual self-mastery for men uh, training that I do. Uh, that as you fine-tune this instrument that is your own body, this instrument can, can then much, much more easily feel into and uh, tune into what is going on in your lover's body. Mm. And with in this way, the you can notice what is happening in your lover's body to uh, in response to what you are doing and how you are being so that that uh, that animal within you, you know, you have the control on that on the leash of it how mm. how much to let it go and just let it come out in full force <laughs> and how much to to draw back where it's not binary on off but it is constant slider so to speak that mm-hmm. that you can play with because you know just when to, to to draw back just when to um to lean in because her body is constantly constantly communicating with you yeah constantly communicating with you her words are a small fraction of the communication and the the deeper tune that we get to being able to read and pick up and understand those communications moment by moment we can adjust 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. So that, so coming from the trauma brain of mine, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that and how important I think it is to regulate, learn skills to downregulate your nervous system. So mm. you can pick up those subtle subtleties, because if you're in a heightened state of arousal, as in like a fight or flight mode, like you can't pick up any of that. It's going to be a lot more difficult too, because your nervous system is on high. So I can imagine that does take, you know, calming the deepening your breath and calming your system so that you can be more present to what you're saying. It's body attunement, like that's 100%. And so, yeah, again, it's, um, in many ways, easier to have this conversation with you because of the background that you have and the yeah, ways in which yeah. you've taken your audience <laughs> on that journey. Um, but these uh, working with a breath is a foundational tool, a uh, foundational tool in um, in downregulating your own nervous system, in learning to be able to tune in to your lover's breath, so that mm. you can. I mean, being so tuned into your lover that you can notice when she's breathing in and when she's breathing out and when she's suddenly holding her breath. And yeah. if you're doing something and suddenly she's like, yeah, that's a communication. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what that is. <laughs> you have other issues. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, learning to, uh, downregulate your nervous system with breath, with sound, with move, with movement, and uh, and visualization. These are the four main tools that we use to play with sexual energy, yeah. to play with energy. Period. And it starts with yeah, like uh, when your sexual nervous system is being activated, what is happening in your body? Mm. And if, as you said, your fight or flight. Uh, um, system is being activated then uh first of all in a male body uh your abs are likely tightening your pelvic floor muscles are tightening your inner thighs are tightening your buttocks are tightening and all that does is create like a tighter and tighter squeeze around your pelvis driving you towards ejaculation Mm. and so if you're if you're coming sooner than you would like or feel like you don't have a sense of control around this, one good likelihood is that you have uh, developed uh, pathways and habits of your nervous system that are actually driving you in the direction that you don't want to go. But the nice thing about it is that we can make the unconscious conscious. Mm-hmm. And the little things that are happening in your body that are currently cascading you towards ejaculation, mm-hmm. you can learn through my sexual self-mastery training, uh, <laughs> you can learn to notice those little things and make yeah. this adjustment and make this adjustment, make this adjustment and learn to, instead of your nervous system activating and tightening in the face of pleasure and driving you towards ejaculation this way, learning to relax the body, relax the nervous system, allow that, yeah. that pleasure that's being stimulated in your groin to move through your whole nervous system instead of staying stuck in your pelvis and then shooting out the tip of your cock in, in ejaculation. Yo, this is really great. So as you were describing this whole thing, I see you uh, redefining the word sex for men too. Of because you know this cultural idea of what sex is, you know, it, that we're given in society is uh, fast friction, 
penetration, goal-oriented, you know, uh, um, uh, tightening instead of relaxing. And so here you're describing something like a different, different idea around that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We speak about that, but yes, it's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, um, I, yeah, I've been an erotic explorer my whole adult life, and then some. And and uh, yeah, I, I've had su- such a wide variety of experiences, so I know that these very. Um, I don't know, kind of typical training ways that we have around sex, very pornified, uh, kiss, kiss, lick, lick, suck, suck, fuck, fuck, come done type of uh, uh, Mm -hmm. trajectory uh, can be great. Like, I don't want to take that away from you. Like I've had some, I've had experiences that follow that trajectory that were awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, at this point in my life, that's, that's this part of my sexual experiences. Yeah. But then there's also all of this. So that's what I like to always come back to. I don't ever want to, I'm never trying to tell you what you can't have, but more expanding right. your, expanding your palette of pleasurable possibilities, as I literally like to say. That, yeah. Um, that there, often we get locked into very narrow notions of how our sex can be or is supposed to be. And let's expand beyond that. And yes, mm-hmm. the truth is a lot of that, that narrow notion of, I don't know, jackhammer fucking, et cetera, um, uh, it tends towards the physiological reaction of ejaculation. And that as we kind of break out of that and find that, oh, we're actually not it. Uh, I don't just mean like stop, start type of the thing, but but really engaging more of your full body, engaging more of her full body, uh, allowing your, your tempo and your movements to not just be uh, defined by, well, you know, you start here and then you just go, fa- you know, faster and yeah. harder. And, you know, as you drive towards one or maybe both of you uh, coming, but rather, again, as you tune more and more into this kind of the subtle energetics of what's going on between the two of you, these little openings and contractions that are happening in the body, uh, your movements can include, can include like moving in and then just like feeling that wave through her, through you or through the both of you. And then some sort of moving back and then here and then yeah, he's doing all these hands he's doing hand sets on the screen you can't see it but it's very erotic if two hands could fuck better i I don't know that that we can just uh you know it it, when we release the linear notion and uh, of ever more rapid or ever more hard and we can we can play more like a symphony Oof. You know, where where sometimes where contrast is incredible, mm. where you know where slow and subtle and uh, in hard and intense can coexist, yeah. <laughs> moving from one into the other based on the on the moment and the read and the feel of of what's happening in your bodies versus mm. just your idea of wait what should I do next? Okay, yeah. I did A, B, or C. I should do D next. Yeah. So you're giving people more of a palette that uh, I feel it supports more of an authentic and dynamic nature of sex versus just put, fitting mm-hmm. yourself into a narrow, which I think perpetuates more of the dysfunctions and the challenges that we see it for men. 
versus here yeah. you're saying here here's a whole palette you can have this uh you know fucking going towards orgasm you can do that be, of course it's really fun and it can be this expansive so finding what's most mm-hmm. authentic to you in this moment because now you have more tools to be able to to tap into yeah a hundred percent and I, I will say that I am nowhere near as promiscuous today as I was a decade ago, yeah. um, which was scary. <laughs> um, but what, you know, what I can say by experience was the ladies like it a lot. Wait, what do they like? <laughs> Tell me what they like. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this, this way of engaging sexually, you know, they, they, mm. the, the, the feedback and response to that, well, the, you know, there's a verbal feedback and a nonverbal feedback, and they were both very, yeah. very positive. But the, even the verbal yeah. side was gen- generally along the lines of like, I've, a, I've never had this kind of an experience before, um, and yeah. I didn't know I could feel that way. Or mm. even like, this is what I always imagined that sex could be like. And mm. I I thought I was going crazy, or I thought maybe I'm asking for him too much, or blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like, I, I honestly think that... Uh, Women have, you know, anytime we speak about men and women, the generalization is the best, you know, largely the best that we can do. So just Mm -hmm. keep that in mind. These are tendencies, et cetera. Uh, And my sample size is large enough that I notice tendencies. Uh, (laughs) That the, um, that I I think that women will tend towards just innately being more in this direction. Mm. but that they are having this type of a craving, mm-hmm. but through their life, this is just not their experience with men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they, they learn that. Yeah. I actually have very similar. I have a lot of women and uh, femme in my office who are saying the same thing, mm-hmm. who are wanting more and, and end up tearing up because they want that slower, more present um, type of making love, but they don't necessarily either. They've tried to communicate that to that partner and it wasn't effective and how they were communicating mm-hmm. it to them, or they didn't feel like their partner would be able to, yeah, would be able to do that. Or it would bring up shame in the guy because it sure. brought up a lot of their, like, I'm not a good lover. I'm not a, able to please her. So I'm what might enough. Yeah, I'm it's not a, enough. It's a deep thing. It's a deep mm-hmm. thing in a lot of in so many of us. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I want to say, especially to the men watching this, like, dude, this is like wherever you are and identifying with what I'm saying or not, like, this is not your fault. Like the the education that we receive around sex and being a man and women and whatever, not only is it incredibly lacking, so much of it is pointing us in the wrong direction. And you know, if you're anything, if you're anything, I mean, you've consumed. Who, know, who knows how much countless hours of porn in your life? Mm-hmm. And what's the primary model that we're seeing there? How much of what you've seen like lines up with the things that Kat and I are speaking about today? Probably none to next to none. Yeah. So it's like if we're getting this constant modeling of a very particular way of being sexual, which again... I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with if it were a color on our palette wheel, but if like that's a, if that's the color that we're painting, well, it just gets a little. The paintings get a little boring after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we wonder why where the passion went or where the excitement for sex went, and 
And I, I think part of it is, again, this idea of how, how much energy, <laughs> quote unquote, how much energy sex is supposed to take. But here you're describing a model that doesn't have to take a whole lot of of energy, it, it, it could be slower, more present and, and, uh, fluid, but it, it, it almost like renews you rather than depletes you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially as you learn to, as a man, learn to experience non-ejaculatory energetic orgasms. Um, those tend to be very renewing, like energizing, mm -hmm. uh, whereas typically, you know, uh, many or most men with ejaculation end up feeling that sense of depletion, which yeah. I'm going to state again, like I am not anti-ejaculation, like too many yeah. men who speak about these things, I think very much come across as anti-ejaculation. Yeah. I am not ejaculatory orgasms. Fuck. Yeah. Like <laughs> one of one of life's great pleasures, and and it's like the, it's like the two different drugs, you know that non uh, ejaculatory orgasms and non ejaculatory ejaculatory orgasms is a kind kind of it's like heroin or something, you know I'm, that that's one I don't have ex personal experience with, but you know it's <laughs> it's you have the ejaculatory orgasm, it's just like blah. You feel, you know, you feel dead in the best of ways. Uh, and, and then, uh, and then non-ejaculatory orgasms, it's more like a stimulant type of a feeling. It's more like this feeling of a greater aliveness, more turn on, more like through your system. And they're, they're, they're both awesome. They are, they have a very different kind of effect. And again, mm -hmm. I, I really like to, to say I'm not anti-ejaculation. I'm pro-choice. And, <laughs> mo and most men don't even know that there is that choice available, let yeah. alone have found it in their bodies. But I believe that that will change. That is changing. And I'm, you know, one of the people trying to push for that changing because 20 years ago, the, as a larger culture, we didn't have the widespread conceptualization of women being able to ejaculate. Yeah. And now it is, you know, it is a cultural understanding of it being a thing. Yeah. And, you know, certainly not all women are having that experience, but far more women are having the experience today than they were 20 years ago. Right. Because there's a cultural awareness that it's a thing. So more and more women are finding their way there. I yeah. believe that's the case here when it comes to non-ejaculatory and multiple orgasms for men is that as we, it pierces our collective consciousness as a thing, as something that's possible, more and more men will find their way there. Yeah. Ooh, I, can, I just had this flash of thinking of the women who used to ejaculate and they didn't know that that was ejaculation. They probably all thought that they were just peeing the bed and like how much shame and trauma that must have been happening only because there was no education and no podcast to talk about it. <laughs> Or so, yeah. sexual self-mastery practice. A hundred percent. And I, I'm running, you know, I have guys in my uh, current round of my sexual self-mastery training who uh, fairly recently were sharing how uh, sometimes when I get into this type of space on their own or with a partner, they'll suddenly just start having this like weird twitching type of experience in their body and feel like, I don't know what's wrong with me or what's going on or, you know, mm -hmm. this sort of negative association to it. And I'm like, these are the inklings of that non-ejaculatory, like energetic orgasmic experience. Mm -hmm. Like that's something if you bring your attention to, you can, you can expand and have it feel like this pleasure wave through your whole body. But mm -hmm. instead he's got getting little tastes of it that are being wronged on some level and shut down. So I think that yeah. that's the best corollary Oof. to the 
the female ejaculation to pee scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I had to get into the habit of uh, male lovers describing them beforehand that that happens to me. Because I remember the mm. first time that happened to me years ago, I was shaking and, and twitching. And I was like, I don't know what's mm. going on. Like, thought I was having, <laughs> I literally thought I was having a seizure. And I was like, I'm dying. I wasn't. I was just in insane <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Moving sexual energy coursing through my body. Yeah. Um, so for guys who, you know, we're talking about things like, uh, uh, non-ejaculation, we're talking about women ejaculation, which, which, um, is the stimulation of the G spot. Um, how, and, and these are all techniques when, when somebody's going into techniques, you're talking about the embodiment presence, um, uh, as the foundation for these, but how would you say, what would be some good tips for somebody who wants to, to explore more tech technique oriented? Mm-hmm. Well, First of all, uh, I mentioned earlier these four tools of breath, sound, movement, and visualization. And um, uh, if, first of all, if you're not yet ready to do a, a full-on deep dive, high commitment training, and there's also this book that if you could see is uh, The Evolved Masculine, Be the Man the World Needs and the One She Craves. Uh, the sec- part three of the book is on sexual self-mastery. So we've, we lay out a lot of... Um, uh, how to work with these tools of breath, sound, movement, and visualization, and also encourage you to develop what I call a practice of erotic self-exploration or ESE, mm-hmm. uh, self-pleasure, pra- an intentional self-pleasure practice mm-hmm. to, um, uh, that's not goal oriented is not about, okay, you know, you're feeling horny. Let's turn in some porn, whip it out, you know, rub one out and move on with mm-hmm. your day and mm-hmm. says so like, okay, let me put time aside specifically be in the state of exploring my sexuality and discovering new things, doing something and seeing what else is possible here. Um, and that alone was going to start opening things up for you and it'll also shift your mindset so that hopefully when you are with a lover, it's easier for you to access that mindset of, of exploration, discovery of each other, each other's bodies, each other's pleasure and sexuality versus, okay, now uh, just as like with masturbation, so often we get into like, this is what I do because this is what I do. It's how I get off. We can get into that same way with sex, especially if we've had the same lover or partner for many years. It, the, this is this is the map for how we have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so tossing that map and uh, having more of that beginner's mind of what's here, how, how, what would it be to, mm-hmm. whether with a lover to, to touch or engage you in, what if the way in which I do things was that was off the table, what would I do instead? Mm-hmm. And so whether we're talking about, self-pleasure, masturbation. So um, in which case it's often, what would it be if you actually turned off the porn? For many men, that that leap is so um, is so big because the yeah. nervous system is so deeply entrained for this intense visual stimulation in order to feel turn on the body that that can take um, months or longer to kind of retrain the nervous system to be able to uh, kind of connect to turn on without it again. Um, but even if you, uh, so I, I like to be pragmatic and say like, okay, so what if, what if you had your, your porn on, but instead of 
being glued to the screen and with minimal attention to your cock and probably no attention to the rest of your body, yeah. um, uh, you put your primary focus on your your whole body and your cock, notice the order there, your whole body and your cock. And then you're kind of like tapping into the porn on screen. Mm. So where is the, where's the primary focus of your attention on the screen? And then, you know, here and there you notice your body or primarily on your body and here and there you're tuning into the screen. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's such a more accessible way to transition versus the cold, uh, what cold Turkey, cold Turkey, <laughs> quitting. Yeah. It, quitting it, corn, corn turkey. It, it took me a long time to figure that out. Um, I, I really try to be anti-dogmatic and yeah. pragmatic with yeah, like yeah. what will actually work for people versus like do this one right way. And if you're not, well, then that's why you're not getting the success. You're a failure. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shame, shame on you. <laughs> I think we have enough shame when it rounds sexuality that permeates our culture. <laughs> yes. Yes. So for women or partners of men, um, how mm-hmm. can they, how can they inspire their guys to do these mm-hmm. practices or, or to, to, yeah. you know, do more present slow yeah, how could it? Be? So, so one, it, I'm I'm just going to acknowledge it's tricky yeah. that men can have a lot of sensitivity, ego, etc., wrapped up in their sexuality, their sexual performance, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it it can be easy to interpret her as you're not, you know. You're saying I'm not good enough. You don't like how I am as a lover. I'm da, 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 da. Mm. and and so for one, uh, always take critique out of the equation and focus on uh, on adding in. And I'm also a big fan of you know these types of what do they call them like the acknowledgement sandwich. Um, <laughs> like uh, start with what you really like. Yeah. Uh, start with some form of positive feedback to them about your experiences with them, how they are as a lover, even if you have to search for it, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> search for it, <laughs> find the thing that you, you really like. And, uh, and then share like, maybe it's using this podcast as your entry in of like, as I was listening to this podcast and I heard this thing and I'd really love to try it out with you. You know, I have so much fun where, where, when we're playing together, like what would it be like to play with this with you? Okay. Dustin, I'll check it out. <laughs> you know, these things that, that uh, have less room for, for negative interpretation. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. And it's, and it's validating the person first so that the, the walls of defense or shame can lower so that they can be more receptive to the request or the desire. Yeah. 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 And then, and then to follow it up with another piece of positive, you know, because like, um, I, I I really want to explore this with you because I just, I, I, I love being with you. I love, you know, I love, I, I, I love our sex together so much as it is. So like bringing this mm-hmm. in just seems like a, a way to make it even better. Yeah. So even better versus fixing. Oof. Yes. Yes. Of course. Don't we all want to, I mean, I guess not all of us, but yeah, I think 
most of us want to have better sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there's so much juicy information here. Um, how can everybody find you and, and find your courses so they can also be an evolved masculine <laughs> well, master of sex? Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well overall, uh, evolvedmasculine.com yeah, or uh-huh. just search evolved masculine or my name on your favorite social media platform. Uh, I have a new uh, podcast called Decoding Women uh, that is streaming on Twitch. And then soon we're going to start repurposing and getting it onto other platforms. But um, if you're interested in that, uh, particularly if you are on Twitch, please do find me there. It's a brand new channel. So uh, Mm. it's very small at the moment. Um, And then uh, for your listeners, uh, I set up a special page for you. And I always have a hard time remembering the order of your, uh, what's the name of this podcast? <laughs> sex, e play play sex. No, e play play sex. sex. <laughs> e play sex. Yeah. But so the link, I'll put it in the show notes, but the link is uh, evolvedmasculine.com slash sex love yoga, which is my company. There you go. Yeah. I have oh. too many, too many words. I have so many words. So that's why I get confused in my head. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably just set it for both. So that way, whichever one they put in, uh, it'll work. Uh, I'll, I'll get my team on that. Um, so I, I set something up particularly for, you know, penis owning male identified men folk here um, that uh, what I call two easy tools. So let's say you've ever come before you've wanted to ever in your life. I'm Mm -hmm. sure I'm talking about somebody else, not you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's it's a short video teaching to uh, teach you two easy tools that you can start incorporating tonight to begin lasting longer, to gain a greater degree of control or mastery over your sexual energy. So nice and easy. And if you're, if you're feeling like, Whoa, there's something really here. Um, shortly thereafter, you'll get more info f- from me around uh, a, a free kind of masterclass webinar that I put on. That's a more of an hour and a half deep dive uh, mm-hmm. on this whole sexual self mastery element. I think I call the, the masterclass become the best lover she's ever had. Mm. Uh, so, so that's another free offer, but it's also kind of lead in. If you're, again, if you go through that and you're like, fuck yeah, all my cylinders are firing. There's something here. Um, we offer a, like I have a whole team I've trained and work with uh, who will take you through what I call a sexuality breakthrough session to mm. really dive in. Okay. So that was what I've made for every man who watches it. Let's dive into you. What's really going on for you. Mm-hmm. on a very personal level and like get clear on like in your in your core what is it you're really wanting craving with your life with your sexuality with your relationships etc and why don't you have it already what's in the way what will it take for you to go from where you are right now to have that result that you desire and then maybe you're fit to join our next sexual self-mastery training or maybe not either way you're going to walk away with something of very real value and if so well then you and i will get to know each other more yeah. And you're helping to heal the, the wounds of our culture around sex. So thank you so much for coming on. I'm, oh, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really enjoy um, just connecting in with you and the conversations we can have. Yeah. And we'll see you all next time on Eat, Play, Sex. Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe and head over to eat, play, 
sexcom to connect with me and grab my sexy guides. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, keep it sexy.